How involved should your family be with your ministry? How do you lead your family while in ministry? And your ministry is always changing, but you always have the same family. Join us today as we're talking about thriving in balance with our families. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about your family and your ministry, how those two get along, how your family can be involved in your ministry, and the good and bad of all of it. Today, we'll talk about some pitfalls to be on the lookout for and some tips for thriving in your family. All this on the Thriving in Ministry podcast. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, we're joined by Dace Clifton. Hey, Dace, welcome back to the show. Good to be here, Kyle. And I think it's family reunion time, right? I mean, it's starting to get warmer. I know COVID's done some weird things at the time we're recording this, but nevertheless, I'm, I'm going to ask you, what's, you know, I'm, I'm curious, what's one crazy thing that your family does, uh, family reunion time? I'm curious, either crazy story or something going on there. Uh, I know we've got a family trip coming up, so let me know. Yeah, so we do have um, a larger family reunion. Sometimes we do it. Uh, with my mom's family, but in particular, one that uh, was and at least currently is still scheduled uh, is is the Willis family, extended family. And so my uh, grandparents made it a tradition and kind of uh, we'll call it a mandate. But every year uh, for Christmas, we would all come back. Okay. And so my years growing up, whether they were uh, working in, in Nashville or Richmond or or in Arkansas has retired, like all the Willis kids, grandkids, uh, great grandkids all came back and we would spend uh, a week together. And so um, we have not had an opportunity to do that in the last 18 months or so. And so this was supposed to be the one. But I will tell you that uh, as a family, there's always some competition. And uh, one that we did was Amazing Race one time. You remember this uh, TV show? Oh, yeah, of course. So that that gets brought up every once in a while about how great that was. And uh, I really enjoyed putting it together. But, um, man, we are lucky that uh, someone didn't wreck while racing to the different areas because uh, the Willis family is very competitive. And so uh, it'll be interesting if we do have the family reunion to uh, see what happens and to see how competitive everybody can be if they're locked in the same house. Well, you know, I think competition when you get your family together is just kind of a natural part of it. I remember when we were younger and had family reunions, the softball game was always the the highlight of that afternoon, right? And and uh, yeah, we played until somebody threw out a hip or, you know, until dad fell and couldn't get up or had to limp off. But, you know, another dynamic of family reunions I want to mention when I was really a smaller child we had older cousins and you always look forward to your older cousins coming, right? Because you learned stuff you didn't know. I mean, unfortunately you might learn words that you didn't know before. And it was always fun though, right? To have our cool cousins come. We thought that was pretty neat. 
Yeah, nothing like when Cousin Eddie shows up and uh, starts talking about how he got there. Uh, and, and you were talking about family competition in our family. Well, in, in your family, you mentioned maybe it's uh, an injury that would stop the game. In my family, although we we dearly love each other, it was usually some feelings that got hurt and uh, someone started crying. So uh, shout out to my sister uh, when granddad made her cry because she wasn't very good. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, at least it wasn't you. Yeah, I'm sure you made people cry on other occasion, though. I'm sure that would probably be the case. Well, Dace, I'm sure I did. But hey, I'm excited to talk about this episode. But before we get into it, can you share with us the verse of the day? Psalms 127.4, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. I love this passage. It just reminds me of how important our children are, our family are. And of course, you know, if you're go- if an arrow is going to fly straight, uh, it's got to be set properly. I know that. I've had a bow for about 20 years now, actually, and like to shoot bows. And uh, so, yeah, you've got there's some skill that's required. And there's definitely some skill required when it comes to leading your family while you're in ministry. And uh, so we're going to have a good time talking about this. Yeah, and we talk about family and we talk about ministry and, and sometimes how mm. difficult ministry can be. And and we've talked a lot about uh, you know, self-care and, and how to thrive in, in the preaching and thriving in isolation. Mm-hmm. And we really on the Thriving Ministry podcast, we want to encourage pastors and church leaders to be as healthy, but then to just have a healthy ministry. And, and we know that family sometimes can get pushed aside, that it can be hard. Uh, and so I think it is really this tension that everybody faces. And I know there's uh, a lot of resources. This isn't uh, something that, that has never been talked about uh, in the life of a minister. But let me ask you this. I mean, where do we start, Dace, when we're talking about how to thrive in our families with, with this sense of balance? Well, we have to remember that the family really is the first ministry. And I also want to mention that if your family life is off, um, you know, your relationship with your, with your spouse, particularly, even though this is not specifically about marriage, eventually everything else will be off as well. And I, I say eventually because, uh, there are certainly situations where, yeah, things are going well in ministry. And then all of a sudden, wow, there's a, a family problem. There's a, a, a challenge, maybe even an affair or something of that nature. And like, wow, how could that happen? Right. And so, you know, it begins with the right perspective, the right priorities. I think the most important thing for us to remember is, yeah, your family is your first ministry. Ministry is a ruthless, it's a crummy idol. And so we want to be effective at ministry. We want our listening audience to be encouraged in ministry, but things have to be right on the home front. And I I think just with good conscience and God's all-seeing eyes, I really believe we have to give attention to the things that matter the most. And uh, certainly our relationship with Christ, but number two, man, our family, our marriages and our children and how we lead them. It's important. Yeah, and if we are going to uh, talk about our family as the first ministry, uh, really it kind of garners or, or beckons the fact that we spend time with them, right? And I think that, you know, ministry does take a lot, but but family uh, should be given a lot too. And and with your schedules and, and all the things that will come up in the life of a pastor, uh, sometimes we probably don't uh, spend time or we feel guilty is maybe a way of saying it 
uh, that pastors and church leaders feel guilty about spending time with their family. Yep. Uh, that, I, hey, I, I should be doing this or, um, hey, yeah, I'm going to slip out of the church office for three hours early to go. Uh, just spend time with them. I think some people listening may have uh, opposition or feel maybe guilt about that. What do you think, Dace? Uh, spending time, is that probably the number one indicator of, of how healthy uh, your your family is in this? Well, it's a really an important indicator, that's for sure. And I can confess that there's been times, certainly, that I felt guilty for slipping out of the office and going and meeting, you know, my family. You know, guilt would, there'd be no other way to describe it. Now, I'll just tell you, I don't, it, it wasn't justified guilt. Uh, as a pastor, I know I put in well over 40 hours a week on an average, my work week is 50 hours, I would say. And that's a normal week, about 50 hours. When there's a crisis, it goes beyond 50. And so as a result, when I'm going to use a verse out of context here or a statement out of context, (laughs) when much is given, much will be required. And so (laughs) my interpretation of that for the family is because ministry is going to take a lot from you. And it's going to take a lot from your family. You better bank, as you said, Kyle, you better bank and spend that time on your family. If they're the first priority, they should feel like the first priority. You know, you don't want your wife or your children believing that you think ministry is more important than them. That would be a fatal error. Well, and one of the ways that we maintain balance, Stace, is uh, sometimes through accountability. And I got called out uh, in the last couple of weeks by some of my friends. And uh, specifically, they were just kind of like, hey, I think you probably need to reevaluate this. Uh, and mm. um, after talking to them, uh, and I got... I was gifted several hours of conversation with my (laughs) wife, uh, trying to uh, clarify that and build that up. So I appreciate uh, them calling me out on it. Uh, Days, let me ask you this. Uh, What's kind of another point that you would want um, people living a life in ministry that you would want them to know about their families? Well, if you're going to lead your family in ministry, and I'm thinking particularly with children, you know, give them a biblical frame for understanding ministry. And what I mean by that is because ministry is demanding work and it can be, it can fill the space that you give it. Um, I think it's so important, for example, when you have to get up and you have to leave home uh, to deal with the tragedy that maybe you take some extra time afterwards or prepare, you know, your kids, you know, at the, even I've got smaller children, six and nine, but I can, I've already had many of these conversations. I say about our fallen world, about difficulties that, that we encounter and face, uh, as ministers of the gospel, uh, the sin that they see on the news, you know, right with a, a death or, you know, you can't, you can't totally shield them from that, but you can give them a biblical frame for understanding it. And, you know, I don't know if my dad realized he was doing it when he was, but I grew up in a pastor's home. And I just remember that uh, even when there were difficult times in the life of the church uh, or there were conflicts or sins or challenges that had to be worked out, you know, with, you know, within people in the ministry. I just remember my dad always reminding us of, you know, several things of, of God's faithfulness, of 
you know, hey, this is this is because people are sinful. This is because, you know, not everybody makes the right decision. Sometimes we choose things that we know we ought not to choose. And so that's why this has happened. And so my parents, uh, although they kept good confidence, they didn't shield me or protect me from the ministry. Instead, they helped me. They gave me a biblical frame for understanding it. And you do that constantly. That's not one conversation. That's just shepherding your kids so that they can understand and process why sometimes dad does have to get up and leave the home and why other times he leaves the phone in the bedroom and isn't always checking it when the kids are around. I mean, that's, you know, so a biblical frame for understanding ministry is so important. You've got to provide that for your family and your kids. Jason, so we've talked about routines and even calendaring and how to uh, block out our time. And, and so what I hear you saying is similar to how we've done that uh, in, our, in our work schedules. We also need to do that with our family, maybe not to that detail, but to say, hey, I'm going to be purposeful, but I'm also going to talk about that framework and, and having the foundation yeah. be from the Bible, it's really building that out and communicating that on the front end yeah. is a similar way to scheduling our time. Uh, we're going to be purposeful about communicating that with our kids to say, hey, this is uh, how it's going to run. Uh, is, that, is that fair to say? Well, that's right. It's so important to provide a biblical frame for understanding ministry. And really what that means is just give your family the tools they need to understand you know, the decisions that you're going to have to make, right? And your children, to some degree, they're going to need some of that information. Why does dad have to go and why does he have to leave when you have to do those things? And uh, also, you know, you're certainly your wife. It's just so important for you and your spouse to be on the same page when it comes to ministry. And uh, you don't want to uh, for there to become a, a barrier or a divide between you and your spouse, particularly around ministry. I've just seen too many ministry couples end their ministry and sometimes their marriage when uh, when that happens. So yeah, part of that is just providing that biblical frame. I want to give one more word of uh, encouragement for, for you leading your family when it comes to ministry. And here's our final tip for the day, Kyle. And that is involve your family in ministry, but with boundaries. Yeah. It's going to be different depending on your your spouse. Have you ever, Kyle, I'm curious, what's been your experience with pastor's wives? Let's just talk about that just for a moment. Some are involved, some are not, some you see, some you don't. What do you think? I'm taking the fifth. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just staying. I'm not even touching this one day. So, so for all of our pastor's wives, you know, there, there's not a group of people I love more than pastor's wives. And the reason why is because I, I love my wife so much. She has had to uh, face the heat of ministry with me, and she is, you know, next to Jesus, man. She's God's greatest gift. So I love pastor's wives. I mean, if I win the lottery, you ladies are going to be taken care of. But anyway, what I want to encourage folks with and how to involve your your family in ministry is don't put your wife in a box. Let her be her how she needs to be involved in ministry is the way that God created her. And so the question is, what is her gift or her gifts and how can she use those for the kingdom? And that's it. Pastors' wives do not need to be put in any other box. A lot of times I know they feel like they're put in a box. They're put on a pedestal. Some of them are involved in everything. Some of them avoid it like the plague. Some of them are somewhere in the middle. Where do we come down on this? Where we come down on this is the fact that God created that woman uniquely. 
He gave her gifts. She should use them for the kingdom in the way that would honor God, not in a way that is based on people's expectations of her, which more often than not are going to be wrong. You agree with me on that, Kyle? Yeah, and once again, Dace, just because of what I get to do through Talent on Church Services and really how I want to support pastors thriving in their ministry, I'm going to take the fifth on this again, and not because I don't have strong feelings on it. I just think, to, to be honest with you, I think it is all over the spectrum where some uh, people really want their family involved and it's an expectation. Some, uh, they're involved because they feel like... Um, they want to be right. And that is their ministry. And then yeah. some aren't involved at all. And so uh, where I think the danger is, is when it's expected that we call a, a pastor to, to a church and in a position and we expect that we're getting a two for one deal uh, in yeah. the ministry. I just don't think that's fair. I guess that's, that's as nice as I'm going to be about the subject. Well, I think you're exactly right. And that is certainly something to be avoided. And hey, I'll just say this, and you're right, people are going to come down to different places, you know, on this issue. I'll just say this, our conviction, my conviction at Delhi Pastor and the Thriving in Ministry is that the family better come first. And for those that are married, your wife is... <laughs> 50% of that. Totally if not more. Totally agree. Uh, I absolutely agree that pastors families is uh, that, that's one of the places that they get to do ministry. And so with our wives, with our children, yeah. uh, Hey, listen, we want you to have that balance. And what we would encourage you with, uh, if you're listening to us today is don't give up. If you haven't found the balance yet, don't give up. If it's tilted too much, towards ministry, maybe now's the time to, to take an extra day off. Uh, if you're, if you're too much on the family side, uh, maybe you need to look at how you can engage your family with the ministry. Uh, I don't know many pastors that are in that scenario, quite the opposite, but, uh, here's what we'll, we want you to know. If you're going to thrive in your family and thrive in your ministry, you have to get the right balance. And, uh, I think that comes with experience. I think that comes with time. Uh, what I would say is is, is be aggressive, uh, pour into your ministry, uh, and you can also do that while pouring into your family. Excellent point, Kyle. The last takeaway for today is don't be afraid to involve your children in what you're doing in your ministry. Uh, they might love it. I can think of one scenario where there was someone, it was a sudden situation where I needed to go to a hospital and visit uh, a lady in our church. And it wasn't an ideal time. It was a Sunday night. Uh, and I took my son with me. And so we drove to the hospital, we visited this lady and then we went and got a hamburger. We got a shake, you know, we, you know, we tried to make it fun actually. And uh, the very next Sunday, uh, immediately after uh, the time that we gathered to worship, he looked at me and said, Hey, are we going to go visit uh, and he gave the lady's name and I said, no, she's, she's out of the hospital. And his, his, his head just kind of, he's like, oh, okay. He was ready to do it again, you know? And so I thought, man, that's pretty cool. You know, he, it was a good experience for him. And uh, so, yeah, you've got to pay attention to your family. You've got to pay attention to your kids, but involve them in what you can. Hey, they might just love it and, and make it special for them. You know, pastors, kids are also kind of in that boat with the rest of the family. Uh, sometimes you don't want them to feel like they're not a priority because they should be a top priority. And so, yeah, involve your family. They might love it. And if all else fails, buy them a Whataburger shake on your way home. <laughs> uh, that's what I take away from this. Well, it's good advice. And uh, 
I, I, I don't think you can go wrong there. Well, as always, we hope that you've been encouraged by this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast as we talked about thriving in your family and balance. If you want to help us grow the reach of dailypastor.com and the Thriving in Ministry podcast, it would be so grateful if you could leave us a review. Um, I hope you're subscribing already. If not, go ahead and do that. Uh, And as always, go ahead and share this episode with someone else. Also, if there's any way that we can serve you or connect you with other resources to help you in your ministry and ministry goals, be sure to shoot us an email again at thedailypastor at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day. And uh, just to jump in here, uh, Dace, everybody's going to be hoping you're playing the lottery right now because... Uh, we heard you. We have it on record that you are giving it to pastor's wives. So no record. 11, 12, 11, 12, 19, 23 Powerball four. Hey, no record is needed because I will. Now I may not give it all, but I'll give a good chunk of it. I promise you. Um, well, I, I heard it differently. <laughs> Here's how daily pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.